0: It's so easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? Be proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most
1: especially, in 310 days, in ann arbor
2: michigan on the football field three things number one the team that hits the hardest and the longest the team that starts the fastest and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes if you take it to
3: them if you don't make mistakes and you keep taking it to them hellers don't question who go buckeye podcast by fans for the fans where they hate that team up north as much as you do it's time for the ohio podcast Oh,
0: ohio
1: welcome back to the ohio podcast everybody i'm your host buckeye boggs that man over there is the wild man chris wilds we survived chris
3: we did we survived it was a lot of fun uh but but you know it was it was exhausting man (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's a long it was a long day brother long day yesterday
3: Yeah, rolling back into Marion about uh, tw- what 14 hours after I left it, uh, it was pretty exhausting
1: indeed but it was a great day we want to thank each and every single one of you who came out to our fan appreciation tailgate uh, so many of you uh, it was it was awesome and I I don't want to start thanking people because we're gonna forget somebody because we had so many people, Chris. But so. I
3: but I do have two words for you. A Mecca Egbuka.
1: A Mecca Egbuka. <laughs> that that was amazing. Yeah. And thank yeah. you to your wife and your daughter who hung out at the tailgate while we got to go enjoy the spring game. Uh, they manned they manned the tailgate and then had hot dogs waiting on us when we got back. It was just a good good day. It was just a good, good day. Uh, Larry Daniels says, good evening, fellas, O-H-I-O. Larry, Hello. good to have you with us, buddy. And uh, he, hey,
3: look who's back. Hey, Brad's back in the house, all right.
1: Brad Oberding, back in the house. Welcome back, Brad. Glad you're feeling better tonight, my man. Uh, all right, Chris. So tonight's show is going to be interesting. We already put out our uh, spring game review yesterday at the shoe. So we don't want to dive into all of those initial reactions. However, I do think tonight it would be a lot of fun if we spent a little time kind of doing what we would normally do in a game, and that is kind of hand out some Buckeye leaves at first and talk about some of the people who stood out and give out maybe some letter grades for the offense and defense. What do you think?
3: Well, let's do it.
1: And of course, guys, all of you who are watching live, Go ahead and post in your comments what you think about the same things we're talking, and we'll share those as we go along here in the show tonight. So let's start here. Chris, who was your offensive MVP? Who deserves to get a Buckeye Leaf for their performance in the spring game yesterday on offense?
3: Well, I'll tell you, you could have won a couple ways, Eric, for me. I mean, I obviously we've talked about it. Marvin Harris looked great, looked un- uncoverable. But you know what? For me, I think the guy that really stood out yesterday was uh, Chip Trianum. Uh, You know, he had eight carries, uh, 110 yards. He had a t- that big uh, 65-yard touchdown run. Uh, you know, I thought he looked really good. He ran with a lot of power, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of anger, um, and I'm I'm excited about seeing that. Um, you know, that other running back, like we said the other day, that other running back didn't look too bad for being 71 years old either. <laughs> <laughs> that's right could easily go you could easily gone with archie and his big touchdown run for the player of the game right but i gotta go with chip
1: yeah um we'll give a complimentary buckeye leaf to archie griffin how about that All right. uh absolutely i love uh of course i'm like you i went back and i watched the spring game i had it recorded and taped i went back and watched it myself and uh, i loved the interview afterwards uh, where he's being recorded or being interviewed by the Big Ten Network, and she's like, "You went untouched," and he was like, "Yeah, I didn't want to get touched. Like, I'm, I'm seven, <laughs> I'm seventy-one. Don't tackle this man, right?" So, I thought that was a, that was a charming moment. But I'm with you. I'm going to stick at the running back position, and I think Chip Trayano had a very good game. I'm feeling very bullish about our running back room. It is deep. It I do very deep. I don't know that Chip is going to see the football field too much if the health of the other three guys is what we think it is. Um, I'll tell you what. I don't know if you saw the picture uh, when the the players were all uh, singing "Carmen Ohio" at the ends, and uh, one of the photographers snapped mm-hmm. a picture. But Travion Henderson looks like a superhero. That guy.
3: Yeah, he has, spent some time in the weight room.
1: He he's got he looks like Eddie and Zeke kind of kind of did at the end of yeah. their college careers where he's just cut. Um, if he's healthy, awesome. Mayan Williams didn't get the run very much. Uh when that man runs, he runs, he runs angry. Um I mean, I'm really interested to see how Evan Pryor looks coming off of injury last year because he was really flashing last year before he got hurt. And it sounds like he's working his he got, way back.
3: Dallin didn't look bad.
1: Dallin Hayden is tough to bring down. Yes, he he's always falling forward. Dallin Hayden's not the fastest guy. He's not the strongest guy. He doesn't have the best moves, but he's good at kind of everything. He's he's not the master of one. He's 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 kind of the jack of all trades. And you know like.
3: something great that we saw out of all the running backs that played yesterday is we're we're catching the ball with running backs.
1: Dallin had five catches.
3: Yes. Yes, our running back room is going to play a factor in the passing game. You better believe that as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, look look who showed up.
3: Oh, was there any doubt? Where were you
1: yesterday, Mr. Wickerham? <laughs> oh, man, we, we missed you. Uh, we missed you, Ryan. Uh, and of course, he comes right back. Sorry I couldn't make it to the spring game in your tailgate. No problem, Ryan. Uh, we missed you, but uh, looking forward to seeing you here very soon. Um, so yeah, and and Lenny Zabo just said he likes the positive, uh, Buckeye leaves right off the bat. Yeah, Lenny, I think, I think it's, um, I think it's important to take away some positives and, and, and after going back and kind of watching, uh, the video again, there were some positives and we're going to get into that here in a little bit. Um, so there, there's, there's one big positive on the offensive side. Let's go to the defensive side and Larry Daniels. I see your, I see your point. We're going to get there the defensive MVP of the game who gets your Buckeye leaf.
3: Oh man, you know, it's kind of tough because we didn't get to see the starters really come out there and put in a whole lot of time, especially along the offensive line, our defensive line, rather. So I thought we saw some great rotation there. Um, I mean, Gabe powers looked good, led the team in tackle CJ Hicks. I thought looked really great uh, from the linebacker position as well. Um, you know, if you're just going by the numbers, it would be hard to look away from Hero Canoe. Yeah, I mean, Hero Canoe goes out there, all he does is five tackles, a sack, and two tackles for a loss. Um, and honestly, Eric, I kind of feel like being the numbers guy I am, that's the way I'm going to go. I'm going to give it to Hero since it's so hard to judge based on the fact of the limited playing time for the starters.
1: Um. I'm I'm kind of with you there. Here's another guy who really, really impressed me. He had good stats, Chris, but he also outside of the stat line, I think flashed That's CJ Hicks. Yes. Six, uh, six tackles total. Five of them were solo tackle for loss. Got his hand on two or three passes from the linebacker position. This guy is going to find his way on the field.
3: Well, let me tell you, we saw a lot of guys getting hands on passes. We did. And I think that is a very positive sign. I would have liked to have seen some of them caught, but it's a very positive sign that we're getting hands on the ball.
1: Well, that very first drive, the third play of the game, that pass as uh, Kyle rolls out to his right on the home side, and he's trying to go over top of tight end and linebacker and try to find that sideline, Uh, and and C.J., sees it, reads it, rolls off of his guy, and the athleticism to twist his body and get his hand on that ball. That's incredible. And then later on, he had a great read where he just he just read it like, like a book and almost pulled a, another INT. He's, he's really close. Um, Sonny looked good? Yeah, Sonny looked good. Lenny Zabo says Denzel looked good. Denzel looked like the Denzel from uh, two years ago
3: yeah
1: he's playing with tremendous confidence lenny um he he has his swagger back. the whole defense had a swagger about him
3: yeah oh uh, definitely I,
1: that that was really good to see and I came away feeling like if you're a fan of trestle ball,
3: this may be the year for it.
1: <laughs> we might. <laughs> We might be resurrecting that because did you not notice that the best offensive weapon we had yesterday, not named Marvin Harrison Jr., who was taken out after two series, was the punting game? Um, yeah.
3: What did he have? Five for 219, I think? Dude yeah, drilled one for
1: 70 in the air.
3: Oh, I yeah. And then, <laughs> that was impressive.
1: So, yeah, uh, the punting game looks really good. And that, I know that's really funny to say coming out of the spring game. It's like, what's the positives? Oh, the punting game. But I'm telling you, somewhere Trestle was watching that and had to be smiling because he was like, this is beautiful. The offense isn't scoring. The defenses are dominating this game, and the punting is the best I've seen in a long time. So, um Ryan Wickerham says, I think we win games with a better defense, and as long as the QB, whoever it is, doesn't turn the ball over, we should be good. They didn't turn it over yesterday, but, boy, they came close.
3: Yeah, but but there, there's reasons, I think, for that, too, and we'll dive into those, like you said, a little bit later. So.
1: Yep. Larry Daniels is right on the same wavelength with you, Ryan. He says the D-line was swarming the QB, no time to throw. He They didn't. Um, and again, there's, there's, there's some stuff here in the next segment. We're going to jump into guys. You guys are hitting everything I want to talk about, um, because they weren't all positives. Uh, there, there is a negative, there's a glaring weakness on this football team. Uh, Larry says field goal game, question mark. It's a work in progress. Missed the first one wide, right? Drilled the second one hit every extra point after that. It, I think it's going to be okay. Um, I don't think it's something to worry about. I don't know about how you feel, Chris, but I thought the I thought feel I thought the kicking game was okay.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think they were. They they got the job done for the most part. I mean, obviously, uh, at the moment we don't have Mike Nugent out there, but you know what? <laughs> right. Well, we'll we're going to be okay there.
1: Uh, let's give some offensive and defensive letter grades for yesterday's spring game, Chris. Let's start with the offense first. Um, actually, let's flip that. Let's go. Let's go. Let's keep it positive. Let's go with the defense. Defense had five sacks yesterday. They had eight TFLs. They did not create a turnover, but boy, they were close. Um they did stop him on fourth down a couple times so I guess you can kind of call that a turnover although in a in a scrimmage setting I don't really know that that's necessarily what you're going for cuz normally that's not going to be what you see. Um but uh, outside of that the defense the defense looked really really good man. I I gave him an A.
3: I did as well. You look at this game Eric. I mean it was forty to thirty-one on on the scoreboard, and the unconventional scoring. I think a lot of people don't realize the defense had to do it one, two, three points at a time. They didn't have any defensive touchdowns, it was one, two, three points at a time based right. on what they were doing.
0: Stops. They had for, get stops. Furthermore, to get points. yes. Yeah.
3: Furthermore, six of those offensive points were a product of let's call it a gimmick from the university, letting Archie get out there and run for run for a touchdown.
1: Yeah. They gave up 7 points to a 71-year-old for yeah. for mercy. It was like a mercy rule almost.
3: I mean, this defense looked very very good. I went with an A as well.
1: Yeah, so let's let's talk about the defense for a few minutes before we turn it over to the offense and 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 kind of get putrid. The defensive backs looked good. Yes. We we didn't have we didn't have Tommy Eikenberg. we didn't have Steel Chambers at linebacker, but the linebackers solid tackling looked phenomenal yes textbook tackling all day long from the second string linebackers third string linebackers and from um the defensive backs um the defensive line played angry they game tackle big time yeah. um they if they if they meet you the ball carry at the line of scrimmage. You guarantee the other other defensive uh, linemen are going to be on you in a hurry. Um, And then the linebackers are there to clean it up. This defense, although they did nothing dramatic, they were in their base 4-5 the entire time. They played really fast and well. This defense looks completely different than last year.
3: Yeah, like you said... The, the big word that comes to mind is fundamental. They focused on the fundamentals, and they did them right. Uh, you know, defensive backs were looking back for the ball. We were getting our hands up. We weren't doing nothing, but, or just doing face guarding and, and praying. Uh, the linebackers, like you said, very, very solid play. Uh, you know, kudos to Jim Knowles and uh, James Laurinaitis for getting that room just Playing the way they are, going you know, all the way down into the three deep. Because I mean, you look
0: mm-hmm.
3: with with two linebackers, you got Gabe Powers and then down in about that third spot, and he was led the team in tackles.
1: Yeah, he's an animal. He's a tackle he, he's machine. A,
3: he is a beast. He is going to be when Tommy moves on. I think he's the kind of guy that can fill that role. Uh, and that's a you know a lot to ask of anybody, given what Tommy's done here in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, and the defensive line, like you said, they just set up camp uh, in the uh, offensive backfield. I mean, the defensive line, the two ends specifically. No matter who the two ends were at any given time, the two ends were setting up camp in the defense or in the offensive backfield. It was it was incredible. I I thought the defense was tremendous.
1: It didn't matter if it was Jack Sawyer and JTT, nope. If it was uh, Caden Curry and uh uh Jackson Kenyatta Jackson or Amari Abor and a walk-on in the third string it didn't matter those five guys the the five defensive ends on scholarship right now dominated this game and then the
3: interior defensive line looked solid as well
1: they they didn't they they couldn't I mean the only thing I can can knock on them is we were able to run up the middle Yes, but that's also the strength of our offensive line, which yes. I'll get into in a minute. So that that was interesting to watch. But yeah, there's 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 the defensive line. The only question is and this is and this question is not going to be answered until probably the fourth game of the season when we go to South Bend, Indiana. Are our def, is our defensive line really that good or is our offensive line our offensive tackles really that bad? That's the question. Coming out of yesterday. So let's talk about the offense. My grade is not going to be pretty, Chris. But I'm going to asterisk this. Okay. Yes. I'm going to asterisk this based on a couple things. Number one, the two series that Marvin Harrison Jr. got to play, three catches, 60 some yards. Okay. Yep. You take you, you take your top weapon off the off the, the chessboard. Okay. You've got Noah Buka. You've got no Julian Fleming. So you don't have your top three receivers. Cade Stover played one series and they yanked him. So you don't have your top tied in. Mm-hmm. You have a makeshift offensive line that right now, in all honesty, is struggling. Okay. Let's just mm-hmm. call it like we see it. They're struggling. And you expect Kyle McCord to do what? Like, it... <sighs> and then now now the one thing the one thing i'm going to push back from from what i'm seeing online is why people are like people are saying basically like well you can't blame the offense because they were running they didn't open up the entire playbook they were running a manila offense
3: no routine things routinely eric
1: it's not what i saw uh, I saw a quarterback who had zero time to throw the yes. football. I saw receivers who weren't open other than the two freshmen. Three, if you count the tight end, and, Thurman. And,
3: and Hartline came out and said as much.
1: He did. He did. And and I'll tell you what. You give me your, your defensive grade, and then I'm going to give you uh, the offensive grade. Sorry. And then I'm going to give you that quote that I have from Brian Hartline. Go for it.
3: Well, I'll tell you, uh, I did like the way we ran the ball, Eric. Uh, I did like how uh, Harrison looked. I thought we had some bright spots with uh, the tight ends, uh, specifically uh, Geese Scott and uh, Jelani Thurman. So I, I didn't completely fail them, but I did go with a C-. Mm. I felt that uh, the running game was sufficient to earn them some kudos. But yeah, I felt the same thing. I saw the same thing you did. Total lack of separation. um, Really substandard play from our offensive tackles. Um, You you know, that's something we got to clean up um, really, really quickly here. Uh, You know, coming out of uh, spring, we know what the focus is. And is the answer going to be lying in the portal? Somebody maybe like a a Caleb ATN from Oklahoma State who's in the transfer portal. Um, maybe Jim Knowles got a relationship with this we, young man.
0: We
1: got a connection there.
3: <laughs> you know, if, if that's possible, you know, I mean, because he was a starting offensive tackle for a pretty good offense at Oklahoma State. Um,
1: yeah, you're getting into some, getting in the weeds a little bit there. But because...
3: again, yeah, let me, let me, let me get back to the, let me get refocused though. Um, you know, it's possible. Yeah, I, I have every confidence in our coaching staff. So I I shouldn't say every confidence. I have confidence that we can make a serviceable line out of what we have. Do I think that we have a national title contender line right now? Not even close. We don't. Our Our tackles are not good enough to win us the big 10 championship yet alone a national championship
1: here's what brian hartline had to say everyone's got to do a better job the receivers need to be getting open faster i think that at times maybe we can do a better job protecting for them uh talking about the qbs and also getting the ball out faster that was Mm -hmm. his quote straight up uh here's the other quote that i found incredibly interesting this one was from ryan day I think what you saw today in the game is similar to what we have seen in practice. And that's usually typical early on. Sometimes there are jitters out there playing in front of 75,000. I think you saw the defense get their hands on some balls and that was a emphasis coming off of last season. So he's being very positive there about the defense. But if, if this is what we saw all spring, then there's, there's, concern. there's trouble. There's, there's
3: concern. Trouble, yeah. I, I went with,
1: I went with a D I went with a straight up, Chris. I went with a D. um, and, and the whole P, pe- and, and again, I, I said, I gave you the asterisks right there, right? You don't have these guys. But yes. if you go back and look at how we ended the season, right? You didn't have Cade Stover. Yeah. You didn't have a Marvin Harrison after he got knocked out. You had a banged up Emeka Buka, right? CJ still willed the team. Now, I'm not, it's not fair to com- compare Kyle McCord to CJ Stroud yet, but I'm yeah. telling you right now, um, there's 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 some issues there um so i went I went straight up with a D and here's what here's what um here's what Brad Oberding said he said the O line stunk but it's really hard to gauge that with uh, guys sitting with injuries yeah, yeah. I, I agree I agree Brad but here's what you can gauge you can gauge the fact that your offensive tackles can't they can't block farts right now
3: and what's scary they, if, they if have no depth
1: we sat there yesterday and we, we were counting. Yeah. One, 1,002. Oh, he's back there already. Like they are getting off the ball so fast and beating the tackles so fast right now that literally it was kind of funny to watch. The tackles were yeah. all starting on purpose yeah. and they weren't calling it because they were getting beat so bad. Well, were, and
3: Sawyer was, Sawyer was beating him every way. Like I said yesterday, he used a bowl rush at times. He used a swim move. He used a spin move. Everything he wanted to do, he did with great efficiency to get in the backfield really fast.
1: Ryan Wiggerham says, C- for the offense and A for the defense. Yeah, I think the, I think the defense is playing, um, playing really well. Lenny Zabo said, I missed why JTT didn't play. He did play. Uh, he played uh, for at least, what, a quarter and a half?
3: Uh, Do you have that long in?
1: I know this much. There was a play he could have absolutely destroyed no, Kyle No, he would have broke career. Kyle
3: McCord in half. He
1: yeah. <laughs> blindsided, and he, he two-hand tapped him, and Kyle McCord was throwing as he two-hand tapped him. And that would have been either a fumble or the end of his career, one of the two, because yeah. he, he could have absolutely destroyed that poor young man. Um. Here we go. I don't know about this one, uh, Chris. Hand surgery for Devin Brown. Did I hear that correctly? It was finger. Oh yes, 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 yes. Finger. He'll be out. He four, four weeks. weeks. And he five if you count the week of surgery. So five yeah. weeks. And I, I, I figured, yeah. I yeah, like, he'll be back surgery. in time
3: for for yep. you know August ball. So.
1: Uh, Wiggerham's on a roll tonight. O line is not good right now. Just like Chris said, no way we can win Big Ten championship or Natty. No, can't do it. All right, let's move on to our next topic. <clears throat> Here we go, Chris. You asked me a very simple question yesterday, and if you watched our if you watched our uh, review video, you'll see how I res- I responded. You said to me, because I we made a video last week where I said the competition's over. With Devin Brown's finger injury and Kyle McCord in the driver's seat for the foreseeable future, there was no way, given the fact I thought he had the lead to begin with, that he was going to relinquish that. No way. After watching what I saw yesterday, I think the competition's back on. And here's why. I'm not confident. That we're going to have a quarterback, whether it be Kyle McCord or Devin Brown, make it through this season healthy with the way the offensive line is playing. Yeah. So, at this point, you better have three quarterbacks ready. Because it's, and and, and here's the thing that Devin Brown brings to the table. That Kyle McCord showed he's got a little bit of but he's nowhere near what he needs to be and that is fleet of feet can the boy run devin brown is an athlete he can run and given what we saw on the offensive line having a quarterback who can run is going to be essential If we do not improve our offensive line. Now that's saying, again, don't miss hear what I'm saying. That is saying we don't improve on the offensive line. I believe we can improve. I believe we have to improve. The coaching staff knows we've got to improve. That is the glaring weakness on this team. We have way too much talent at the wide receiver position not to get our pass blocking squared up. Now we can run up the gut. Uh, Carson Hensman looks great at center. Yes, Matt, uh, Matt, um, a guard Matt Jones, and um, Donovan Jack, Jackson. Thank you, Donovan Jackson. Both are they are earth movers, man, yes. bulldozers. We can run up the middle. We saw that. It is the it is the pass blocking on the outside that looks dangerously bad.
3: Yeah.
1: So, is the competition back on? Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. Does Devin Brown have a chance to win this job? I think he does. Yeah. I honestly think he does. But I think it's because the coaching staff looks at this and says, if Devin Brown can use his feet and run a read option to help with our terrible pass blocking right now, then we've got to consider that. What do you think, Chris? What's your thoughts?
3: I think we need to see if JT Barrett's got any eligibility left. That's, that's the end of the condition that we are in with this offensive line right now. Uh, that's what we're going to need. We're going to need somebody who's going to be able to move, somebody who's going to be able to run. And, and I did think Kyle McCord did a great job of extending plays with his feet. He, he showed did. great escapability. But we need somebody who's going to be able to advance the ball, not just merely extend plays. Um, we're going to have to have somebody who can read that defense, feel the pressure coming, And, you know, in years past, it's like we've always said before, like we said with CJ, when you feel the pressure coming, make something happen. McCord is good enough to move the pocket. Uh, He's good enough to maybe gain us a yard or two. He's elusive, uh, but not quick. Uh, I think he's definitely, if we're looking from a pure passing standpoint, I think he's the better passer. Yeah, he had some misses yesterday, but you know what? He did not have like we've talked about his his targets. Um. And it's not always easy to throw on the run across your body with a couple of three hundred pound guys in your face. You know that's it's just not an easy task.
1: Especially um, when, especially when the defense hitting, is getting all that pressure with just a four man rush.
3: Yeah, and this is the thing, Eric. This is not like we said typically you want at least three you'd be able to do a three have three seconds get a three-step drop and release they're not even giving him enough for a three-step drop at this point no it he's was, gonna it, have to work out of a pistol it, or a shotgun they're gonna whoever the quarterback is gonna have to work out of a pistol or a shotgun because they need to be far enough back where they can just set and throw
1: it was less than two seconds and he had to, he had to get out he was he was running for his life yeah less than two and if I recall back when Chase Young had all those sacks, he was getting to the po- quarterback at like one point nine seconds. One point nine seconds. And yesterday, that's how fast JT and 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 uh, Jackson and Sawyer they they were all getting there in less than two seconds. Yeah. And and he was having to step up, move around the pocket, get out. Like there's so much going on.
3: Eric, your audio just cut out, buddy. Yeah, your audio just cut out on us. So just just to continue on your thought until your audio is back, yeah. Uh, You know, and we're not saying we've got five Chase Youngs on this team because we don't. Uh, We have five very talented young uh, defensive ends on this team. And I think all of them have the ability to be great. But you're talking about five guys doing it the way Chase Young did it. And it's just not conceivable. So, nope, we still got no audio from you, Eric. But uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, this is a team that, I'm with you, I do believe that the the uh quarterback is going to have to be mobile and be able to advance the ball. We got you back, I think.
1: Check 1 2. Can you hear You're me? We're back. Yes. All right. Sorry about that. <clears throat> this microphone's so finicky. I can't touch it. Um my point my point Chris was that the the time in which yeah. they were getting there and that was on a four man rush. Heaven forbid you started blitzing.
3: I'd I'd love to see it. I mean, if they can legitimately do this in in the regular season, get there at at two, two and a half seconds even, and you start adding a blitz to that, that's going to be devastating.
1: Larry's got a question. Did you see any bubble type screens or screens to slow the rush? No. They did not, but there wasn't a rush. It was only a four-man rush. Right. You do that to stop blitzing, to keep them from yeah, blitzing. To keep
3: linebackers and uh, from coming up on you.
1: It would have done nothing because the linebackers would have just read it all day long, and you would, have, wouldn't have done anything. So, this was just this was just the offensive line straight up getting beat by the defensive line every play, is what this was, uh, which is which is why when you take into to perspective. The quarterback competition, I think you legitimately have to put into perspective the offensive line, which sucks for Kyle McCord. Because if Kyle McCord was the better, is let's say he's the better quarterback, legitimately. Better arm, more arm strength, better accuracy, can lead that, can lead the offense. He's a better leader. He checks all the boxes, right? But yet he can't stay healthy because the offensive line just is getting him killed. I mean, this is yeah. a predicament. And and I know there's a, there's a lot of people right now, Chris, are like, oh, you guys are overreacting. We're not. We're not. This offensive line was getting crushed by the defensive line. Four guys, every play. And it wasn't just the first string. It was the second string, the even down string. to the third string. Like the you said, we even
3: have walk-ons out there doing it.
1: The offensive line as a whole, from, from first, second, third string, the entire offensive line is a unit looked woefully not not good on the ends up the, like I said up the middle they weren't bad but not being bad and being championship worthy are two different things, my man
3: and and like you said as well, Eric, this wasn't a matter of well, the first string was bad against the first string, the second string was bad against the second string the third string no, the starting offensive line was in there almost the entire game.
1: Yeah. Larry puts up a, a good point. What about the tight ends helping out with the defensive ends, uh, extra backs for blocking? Yeah, we talked about that. Um, we might be seeing a lot of 12 man personnel, two tight end sets. Um, if, if, if we have to literally in the passing department, it might be your tight end and your running back are, are, are staying back to help. Um, but that, that takes away from that explosiveness that this offense has when it goes four wide. Yeah. You know, and usually it's three receivers and a tight end and the tight end creates that mismatch that allows one of the receivers to come across the middle in one-on-one coverage that you hit hit over the middle and they go. And by the way, they put they put Marvin Harrison in the slot yesterday a couple times.
3: Yeah. And we'd seen that in practice earlier this year, Eric.
1: Yeah, they, so, They're
3: going to have to find a way to get the ball out quickly to dynamic playmakers.
1: Bingo. That, that, that it, that might be one of the answers to this is hey, Marvin Harrison Jr. is our best player. We have to get him the ball. We we know in order to get him the ball, we have to get rid of the ball in a, in 1.5 seconds. So that's a slant. That's a that's a over the middle slant. Put him in the slot, baby. Um, there's going to be a lot of pop passes, I think, in this offense. Um, you could see some jet sweeps to try to open things up that way. There's different things you can do in an offense to try to negate what we saw yesterday, but none of it really is something that I think Ryan day wants to do based off of what we've seen him do as a play caller for so many years. Now he loves the short intermediate and deep routes all in the same call. Yeah. And that's not something I think this offense can do given it's given it's offensive line you might as well wipe out the deep route i mean oh
3: no no time unless we get some improvement from the tackles um i mean this team's going to need to be a run heavy team uh and you know it's great we got guys that can have the speed to spring out there but you know what eric if 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 we can't give kyle the time it's we're gonna have to depend a lot on the running back room um and then you look at that and you start to wonder if we start to shift more to a more traditional offense what does that do to recruiting
1: well we've we've dominated wide receiver recruiting so much that I don't know that it would hurt it right away but I'll also say this let's talk about that wide receiver room for a minute yeah okay i'm going to say something that i noticed yesterday and I don't think I'm the only one that noticed it. There is a significant drop-off between our top three wide receivers and then the next best guys on this team are freshmen. Freshman. The sophomores are are not as good as Carnell Tate and uh, Noah. Noah Rogers. Noah Rogers. And... Uh, was it Thurman, uh, Jeremiah Jelani Thurman, Thurman. Jelani Thurman, who's the tight end. Uh, I think he, I think he passed some guys on the depth chart already. And I think those two freshmen, and we haven't even talked about the other five-star who's not here yet. Yeah. So those freshman wide receivers are the next wave coming through. And I think these sophomores, I would not be shocked if we don't see one or two of them in the portal. Yeah, they they, there's a significant drop there. And I know Brian Hartline can develop talent. I know that. But I also know this much. He's going to play the guys who are going to win the game.
3: You you know, it's funny you mentioned that because, Eric, I was looking in the portal today just to see what's going on.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: There's a lot of four star, three high three, four star receivers in that portal right now. So. And and they're young guys, sophomores. Mm -hmm. Uh, some juniors. Is this maybe saying something about that class, where, may, the, where maybe those receivers were a little more, a little overranked? Maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I saw the same thing. I saw a absolute, two absolutely outstanding freshman receivers out there. Uh, you know, Carnell Tate. We've been saying it all summer. Noah Rogers. Same thing. Uh, You know, I'd predicted he was going to be the first guy to lose his stripe. Just happened to be Tate instead. But, you know, yeah. I I mean, Jelani Thurman, I thought he played a great game. So, I'm with you. I think the freshmen are creeping up that depth chart.
1: I do as well. Um, All right, Chris. I want to remind everybody to head on over to our YouTube channel and check out this video that you see right here. (laughs) I mean look at those beautiful faces. You don't get, you don't I you, Humpty Dumpty maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, check out this video, watch it, give it a thumbs up, like it. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel and leave a comment on that video and you will be in the drawing to win yourself a free $25 Amazon gift card. So, yeah, you, know, you know, make sure you do that, all right guys? And then also, I want to share with you a, uh, one other thing and this is an autographed woody hat from Mike Wargo, as you can see right there. So I want to thank Mike Wargo for coming and being a part of our tailgate yesterday. He had a great time. Uh, we had It's always great when Mike shows up. He got to sign some autographs for the kids, take pictures. That was really cool. And then here's an uh, autographed mini helmet from Big Nut. That's right. John Paul Peters signed that. And uh, so those were a couple things that I picked up yesterday from some of our gifts and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of our fans who were there got to meet Mike Wargo and Big Nut and had things autographed from them and signed and got their pictures with those guys. And so I wanted to thank them personally here on the podcast for coming and being a part of our fan appreciation tailgate. Yes, Chris, go ahead.
3: No, I was just gonna say my son got an, an autograph. Yeah, yeah, that an autographed football from both of them, you know, just such, and my wife had mentioned this to you, just such nice, humble, good people who are doing nothing more than giving back to the fans at Ohio State, paying it forward to the fans at Ohio State. You know, they truly embody, I think the spirit of the university and of the team. Yes. And I can't say enough. Uh, thanks. Uh, like you said, thanks to them for coming out, spending their time. Thanks to big nuts family for coming out and spending a few minutes as well. Uh, his wife, I think it was with grandson that came with him as well. Uh, I believe nephews, I think maybe our nephews, great. Just wonderful young men. Uh, just absolutely. It was a pleasure to have them there.
1: Yep. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We have our commercial that we're going to play. Uh, it just a few seconds long. And then after that, we have put together a montage of pictures, and video of interviews that chris and myself did yesterday at the tailgate and of course during the game inside the shoe it's about 18 minutes long um so feel free to ask us questions in the chat uh make comments we'll 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 respond right back to you in the chat um but enjoy uh this video i think you're going to really like it and then hopefully that'll get some of you who didn't didn't come this year uh encouragement to maybe come to our next tailgate that we have of course during the season yeah. before the season even starts chris we're gonna have some things uh yeah. that we're gonna uh, we don't want to let the cat out of the bag some pretty good cool man we gave away summer. some
3: great prizes too yesterday oh, Eric. man
1: jerseys uh the we signs. had some memorabilia yeah. some signs tons of t-shirts we gave away a ton of t-shirts i think everybody left with the t-shirt um but yeah. we had a great time so hang around for that Feel free to chat with Chris and I we will respond right away to all of you in the chat. And then we'll be back after, uh, after this is complete, we'll be back next week. And I'm, I'm efforting on getting a former Buckeye to be a guest. I got one lined up for in two weeks. Um, Steve Belisari will be with us in two weeks and I'm, I'm efforting a couple different fellows to try to get on for this upcoming week. But I wanted to thank big nut and Mike Wargo for coming out to the tailgate. Um, and then, and, and enjoy this video. I've worked really hard on it today, guys, but a lot of you who came to the tailgate, we wanted to try to get the essence of everything that took place yesterday. So hang around for that. Enjoy it. We'll be back next week. And then we'll be down in the chat, chatting with all of you guys. So feel free to chat away with us. If you're on Facebook, uh, YouTube, don't matter. We can see all of it and respond right away. All right, guys, have a great weekend, everybody. The OHIO Podcast is brought to you by Mastermind. Mastermind specializes in 360-degree high-definition mobile video mapping, GIS integration, and traffic safety studies. Mastermind cares about traffic safety and keeping you safe on the roadway. Visit Mastermind at OnlineMastermind.com. Hey, everybody. It's Buckeye Box from the OHIO Podcast. I got a special guest with me. This is one of...
2: Hey everybody, it's Buckeye Box from Tower Podcast. I got a special guest with me. This is one of the listeners who's been listening a long time. Eric Osbeck, you were back when we were just audio only. Audio only, and I think uh, you only had maybe like 10 in the can, so yeah. (laughs) There you go. So from the beginning, you've been here with us. This is the second year we've had the listener appreciation tailgate down here at the Shoe. Second year you've been here. We've grown. Yeah, this is a lot more people than last year. I think last year we only had a couple people, and this just keeps growing every year, so this is awesome to come out here especially today is a beautiful day. Last year, I think it was overcast, and yeah. rainy, and but today just absolutely a perfect day for Buckeye football. Lord is shining upon. That's right. One yep. of the special spots in the country. Oh, this this is this stadium is my heaven. This is this is what it is. This is there's no other stadium like this in the entire world. This is there's nothing like it. You walk into that stadium, and you just you, you just shed a tear. It's just the greatest.
1: So. What are you looking for today in the spring game? What are you going to be watching
2: for? I'm going to be looking for the quarterback. Uh, For the last, since like basically 2000, we've never had to worry about our quarterback. We've always just reloaded, reloaded, reloaded. And I think this is the first year where there's actually a real question on who's going to be leading us. Um, We go into Notre Dame. It's going to be trial by fire. Uh, We're going to go into hostile stadiums all year long. We got, you know, we end with that team up north, up north. Yep. So... It's just whoever is the quarterback, they have to understand that this is big-time football. And, uh, you know, we've had 18-year-olds start before and do wonderful for us. So we'll see what kind of uh, pressure they can uh, withstand today. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's
1: a really good point. And, you know, I think it's going to be really important that the offensive line protects him.
2: That's the thing, too. I mean, you see it in the the pros with Justin Fields, one of the greatest quarterbacks we've ever had. If you don't have an O-line, you don't have anything. If you can't protect your quarterback, he's going to get hurt. And then you're just going to have to, like, second string, third string. And then no one's going to be confident. And then the O-line, the rest of the O-line starts to get it, it, It's It's a whole avalanche. It's, it's So we have to really protect the quarterback, give him some time, and uh, good things happen.
1: What are your expectations on this season, Eric? I know that we're a little weary. We've already
2: talked about this a little bit. So, uh, Well, I think that uh, there's two must-win games, Notre Dame and the team up north. Uh, we take care of those two teams. I think everything else takes care of itself. But uh, I think the big thing, too, is the end-of-the-year game because, you know, we are we lost the last two games in a row, and uh, this is not like before where, you know, coaches as great as day, you know, hey, last 10 years, but you can't win that big game. I think this might be, uh, you know, if, if we do lose up north, there might be a lot of questions going to that offseason, a lot of angry people, and uh, who knows what could happen. So, uh, to Get rid of all that, we have to go up there and just you know beat the heck out of them. There you go. Well, I'm
1: excited, we're getting ready to head
2: into the shoot. Thanks so much for coming! Absolutely, it's just beautiful. I mean, if there's no place like it, uh, get a chance to come out here. It's just a thrill every single time, every single time real every single time. Every single time you come out here is like the first time. Tell everybody who, who the best podcast is. The OHIO podcast is the best podcast on the internet. There you go. OHIO. Right. Go Bucks! Hey
3: everybody, this is Chris from the OHIO podcast. I am here with the man, the myth, the legend, Rudy of Ohio State football, Mr. Mike Wargo.
0: Mike, how are you doing today? Could not be better. Uh, absolutely doing incredibly awesome. This
3: is this not a glorious day for
0: football in Ohio right It now. is incredible. Counting the seconds down to this uh, for the last month or so. Uh, we got the, the most beautiful stadium in the world there at the best university in the world. OH! H! OH! I-O! OH! H! OH! I-O! OH! Let's go Bucks. We'll keep it classy today.
3: As, as you said, Mike, not only that, but we have the best fans in the world here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as a former player, what is it that you are expecting to see today on
0: the field? Uh, well, the spring game, uh, you know, as a walk-on, personally, this was the walk-on Super Bowl. Obviously, it's next to impossible to get in a real game unless you're really incredible. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I did my best just to play one down, so obviously that wasn't me. But, you know, in the spring game, they needed to have two teams, uh, the Scarlet team and the Gray team. And because of that, everybody had to get a chance to play. So as a walk-on, you're excited, you would have dreams. OK, I'm going to be in a spring game. The coach is going to be like, wow, look at that. We're going to start this guy. He did so good in the spring game, wouldn't happen, but you could always dream. So this is a day for dreamers. This is a day for awesome things. So what I expect today is you take a look at the team, It's a little harder. You guys do a lot better job because you're really into it. For me, I'm more of an outsider. I look at your show. I kind of look at the dispatch articles and things. But, you know, you're going to kind of get a feel of the talent you're going to have. um, And we're going to get a feel as far as uh, we'll see who the starting quarterback is and who's going to win those jobs.
3: All right. Well, i got to ask, because there's been so much talk about the offensive line this year. As a former offensive line, your perspective on what we should see out of our
0: I think uh, you, what they used to do in the spring game, and you know, that was 30 years ago, they kind of kept it more simple. Uh, the defense wouldn't do a lot of crazy stunts or things like that. Um, I'm looking for consistency. I'm looking for you know players that could not just show up for one or two plays, but can do a whole series. We'll see who's going to be in there. Obviously this is a major major test. It's the end of spring practice, I believe, so this is uh, the, the last thing that the, the coaches are going to look at before fall camp starts. So. I'm expecting to see that consistency is most important. Um, obviously, we have some new additions for 2024. With the NIL, obviously, it's, it's a lot more challenging than it was 30 years ago. But I really think uh, we're going to see people showing out. They're going to be fighting for jobs today.
3: Okay, so we've got offense, we've got defense. That's the way we're doing it this year again. Which team's walking away with the win?
0: I'm uh, partial to Scarlet.
3: Partial to Scarlet. All right. Well, bye guys.
0: Always. Thank you. Yeah. I always enjoy having you our events, and when you Thank bring you us, us over, so. Always, always. Thanks
2: awesome. for being here. Ohio,
0: go
1: Buckeyes!
2: Hey, everybody! It's Buckeye
1: Box from the Ohio Podcast. I got two special guests with me. This is my father and my older brother Aaron. My father, Delmas. This is the first time we've all been at an Ohio State football game since the '90s when we were kids, Aaron. I know. Seems like just yesterday. It, it's it's time flies by. When uh, we were coming to watch our cousin Ryan Miller play in the mid '90s, yeah. his parents would have us come. and And uh, what was one of the games you remember back then? So I think the last game that we were all together as when we were kids was uh, we played Northwestern. Joey Galloway scored three touchdowns. It was a great day.
3: It was a great
1: day. What games do you remember, Dad?
3: Uh, just the Michigan games. Uh, especially the last 12 years how we dominated them and we're going to start that this year again Woo! I think bringing uh, Lauren Ice back as the linebackers coach going it's already paid great dividends and uh, the future looks bright
1: so what are you looking for today in the, in the shoe in the spring
3: game uh, just uh,
1: enthusiasm uh, hopefully the defense if uh, you know they're getting in the right positions making the right plays, and uh, challenging the great wide receivers that we have and uh, staying close to them and uh, just looking for the ball and uh, just uh, defense all in all. I think defense wins championships. And the uh, last few times that we have won a national championship, we had uh, great defensive lines and uh, linebackers and defensive backs. So I'm looking for improvement at that area. What are you watching for today? Yeah, this, it's a second-line skill players like the, uh, the receivers. I'm excited for uh... – them to get out there. Uh, I'm predicting a big day for a guy named Jake Ballard. Jake Ballard. Jaden Ballard maybe? Jaden Ballard, yeah. <laughs> Jake Ballard. Jayden. If he has a big day, that's gonna be incredible. Jaden Ballard. Yeah. <laughs> Jaden Ballard. Yeah. Ballard, yeah. I think usually the tight ends are, are big on a day like today because the quarterbacks a little unsure of themselves, shorter throws, tight ends are kind of a, a release valve if they're under pressure. And I think they're gonna be under pressure. Because this defensive line, I think, is going to be really good. So that's one of the things we're watching. I'm excited. It's a big day for me. I haven't had these sit next to these two guys inside the shoe since I was a lot smaller, a lot smaller. We're <laughs> good. We're glad to be a lot younger. We're glad to be here. Make sure you check out all of our content on the Ohio Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of it, and go box. All right, we're back at the tailgate. Games over. We had a great time, and I'm with one of our listeners. Who? What's your name? Where are you from? Robert. Robert Allen, Watchfield, Ohio. This is Robert Allen Jr.
2: All right,
1: Hermione and Kinsey. I like your hat, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I got. First off, I gotta ask, who's your favorite player?
2: Agbooka. Oh
1: my <laughs> All, right. All right, Robert. Th- let's let's talk a little bit about what you saw out there, man. What'd you think? Wow. Well, I think there's a lot of potential and good things that came out of today, but of course we gotta look at. Improving quite a bit. I was happy to see that we had the 25-year uh, recruit for the offensive line there. <laughs> he was looking like he'd be a pretty good recruit. Um, running backs ran hard. Everybody was fighting hard, trying to execute.
2: And there's a lot of potential out
1: there for a good season this year. We're going to win it all this year, ain't we, buddy? Exactly. Yeah. He said, yeah, we're going to win it all. How long have you been listening to the podcast? I honestly don't know. I think I've been, as long as you guys have been on the air, but I can't remember when I started with you all. It's, so, uh, you're a truck driver, so you get to listen to us as we oh, as yeah. you head down the road every week. But, hey, we appreciate it. Did you have fun today? Yes. Yeah, and one of you won a jersey, didn't you? Who won the jersey? Did
0: you win it? Yeah yeah you won the jersey
1: and if you come to our tailgate next year maybe it'll be you who wins the jersey Rob, we appreciate you stopping I in and, you guys. and coming to our tailgate and guys, we appreciate all you guys you guys have a safe trip back home okay can we do an oh 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 go bucks hey everybody it's buckeye Boggs. travis jordan professional cornhole. how you doing man doing good all right we're going to play and talk while we're playing a little bit and and you're going to absolutely dominate me. I know you are, but that's okay. It's not true. Miracles can happen. <laughs> You're true. so good. Did you mark this off with a paint or something? No, I didn't. Okay. Right. <laughs> what did you think of spring game today? Go ahead. You throw first. Spring, spring game, I thought was good. We do have some work to do. He just, he just put that in. Here we go. I'm going to miss completely.
2: The offensive line scares me. But, like you say, they still have all summer to work on that, so that should improve. Offensive line scares me. I,
1: I, I, I'm not going to lie about that. Offensive line scares me. Quarterback scares me a little bit.
0: Quarterbacks do scare
1: me. By the way, it's, what is it, 4 nothing already?
3: I don't know. <laughs> 4 nothing. Uh, Quarterbacks scare me a little bit. 4-0.
0: Quarterback scared me a little bit. Uh, wide receiver room is obviously awesome. It is awesome. Yes. So, go ahead, my man. All
1: right. Wide receiver, wide receivers are awesome. I think the running game is going to be fine. Running game will be fine
3: once we uh, hopefully uh, Henderson's healthy and played a little bit today.
1: Mine played a little bit. And uh, I thought the, uh, thought the defensive backs looked really good. Yes,
2: I was really impressed with C.J. Hicks. Uh, yeah, he
1: looked he looked well. Um, and I tell you, Denzel Burke looked very comfortable out there. Yes, uh, which is always a good thing as well. So
2: uh, I think our uh, our X factor is going to be our punter. The way it looked so far, <laughs> he looked good though. He did look he good. He absolutely
1: bombed a few of them. So. Punting game is going to be just fine. Not worried about that. Kicking game, missed that first field goal. Hit the next one. Was perfect for extra points, which you should be. What about Brian Hartline calling plays today? What did you think?
2: I thought his play calling was good, just the uh, quarterbacks didn't have time to throw the ball. Scary. Scary. it It
1: worries me. Absolutely worries me. Is this game almost over already? No, it's 4-0. Oh, it's not 4-0. <laughs> You're being modest. All right. We'll speed it up. <laughs> You've been play- He's probably been throwing left-handed, hasn't he?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there we go. There it is. Oh, I'm going to probably help put that one in for you. All
2: right. That would be nice.
1: There they are. No. Well, this is what we do when we come out here to a, a OHIO podcast tailgate. We're going to play cornhole. We're going to have good food. We're going to have a great fellowship with everybody. We're going to go to the games. We're going to talk Buckeyes. So Travis, thank you so much, man. Thank you guys for having us. And this guy was number two in the state for a while? No. Yeah, you were. No. Where were you? So where did I finish last? I don't know where I finished last year. I had
2: to go to Worlds. No, he went went to the Worlds, though. Went to Worlds. Come on. And I qualified as a pro first time in 18 years.
0: There you go. Professional cornhole man.
2: Thanks to
1: our supporter. Hey, he's looking for sponsors out there. You want to sponsor this guy? Would be appreciated. Let us know, man. He can get your logo all the way to the Worlds. Yes, it'd be nice. Thank you. (laughs) Take care, everybody.
2: OH. I Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar.